Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. About to put a bow on the NFL preseason. College football is here and so much more. Welcome in. You can find George on Twitter at George Reisner. And George, it is so good to say you can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. What? Yes, yes. You back like cook crack, man. What? What's up? <laughs> Back again after the hiatus, and you and I weren't together last week. Uh, as as you hear a lot, getting some much needed rest or away time is what we were uh, we were able to do. But we we reconvene, and since the last time we got together, my Twitter account has been restored. Amen. It's great. It's great. As, so you can tell me how all my as takes stay. I'm an idiot. Uh, feel as, free at Dan Byer on Fox. As Medea would would say, "Hallelujah!" <laughs> Hallelujah is exactly how I felt when it actually. I didn't think I would miss it. I didn't think I'd miss it as much as I did. Why I would didn't... you not? You're on Twitter every single day. Why would you not think you would miss it? Because I thought that I would not miss the negativity, which I didn't did not miss. I, I that that was a great oh, you part thought of you it. were above it. You thought you were better than us. Yes, I did. I did. I am not. <laughs> but but I, I I I felt like I missed out on so many things. But uh, I, I 
one other thing that I was actually really great to not have Twitter for is to hear about NBA stories in August. So there, that was great to not have to hear about that uh, via Twitter and you have to hear about Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant and LeBron James and Kyrie. But okay, here we go. You know, we, there are the seven words George Carlin says he can't say on radio. Here, here, here are words that you you are not allowed to say in, except for me saying it, George. Okay, this is the only time we can say it on this show, but these words are going to be banned from for, from today's show. Okay, LeBron, Westbrook, nope, Kyrie, no way, Durant, no way, Lakers, live, L I V, not L I V E, but L I V. And Oregon. Those are the words that are going to oh, be banned. Oh, hell no. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> banned those, today. Mm-mm. Not allowed to be said. Sam, you will have to dump those words if we hear them today. Absolutely Listen. not. Have you lost your mind? There cannot be an entire show when when there is when there was a trade this last week involving a member of the Lakers with uh, – with in named Patrick Beverly and him and Russell Westbrook are going to be on the same uh, dump, team. Dump, bad word, bad word. How can Again, you possibly say we're going to do three hours worth why. of radio because without that? Because it's August twenty eighth, and we talk about the NBA so much. We are on the like this is the this is the prime time. There are thirty two teams in the NFL that feel that you know what? Maybe they could put something together. Maybe not win a Super Bowl, but there are teams even like myself of think, thinking of a way. Man, how could the Seahawks maybe sneak in and get that wild card? Everybody has hope because football season is on the horizon. There are 130 schools, since Nebraska, that are excited about the upcoming college <laughs> football season. So let's let's talk about that. Like this is the prime time to do it. We talk about the NBA so much in all of its drama so often that in the time where the NFL should be uh, topic A, topic B, topic C, topic L M N O P that the NBA finds its way to, like, seep in, like, the weed in your yard that you just can't keep out of your garden. Like, we talk about it so much anyway. I just, I'm, I, I am in full gridiron mode. I'd rather talk about the Tour Championship as Rory McIlroy just made this bomb to tie Scotty Scheffler as they're going down the stretch. I'm fine talking about that. I don't want to talk about live golf. Okay, that's tomorrow. That's, like... Let's 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 have some positivity. That's let, let's be positive. Let's keep things fresh. We can argue about stuff, but man, it's just too much with the NBA and too much with live uh, blank golf. That's about seven words banned today. Again, wow. just to repeat, the only time we can say I'm LeBron, Westbrook, Kyrie, Durant, Lakers, Live, and Oregon. That's just you, to us. You can't to stop me from saying LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, maybe we should. Uh, yeah, the other. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, we got the buzzer ready. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. That's actually, I, I, I think that since, since this has now become a thing, I think that we should count the number of times that it actually gets brought up. And, and, and I promise you, I will not do it non-organically. Okay. And, and I, be, I guarantee you that before the show is over, that you mention one of those seven words, if not I, I'm going to put the well, over under at two. I have the rundown in front of me. And for the next three hours, there isn't anything to do with the National Basketball Association. I'm not. I guarantee you say one of those names. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll, we'll test. I, I, I feel safe in talking about Aaron Rodgers because he is in the conversation once again, not because of what he did in a preseason game. He didn't play in any preseason games for the Green Bay Packers. But instead, Aaron Rodgers, back in the news, 
because Aaron Rodgers is coming clean. And we'll talk about Tom Brady and what Tom Brady had to say about life in his mid-40s because, boy, I can uh, attest to that. But Aaron Rodgers came clean. He was on the Joe Rogan Experience on the uh, ever-popular, very, very popular uh, podcast. And Aaron Rodgers, this is this is about a minute or so, give or take a, a, a few seconds, explaining what he did last year when he, in his words, purposely misled the media about his vaccination status. I'd been ready the entire time for this question and had thought about how I wanted to answer it. And I had come to the conclusion, I'm going to say, I've been immunized. And if there's a follow-up, then talk about my process. But thought there's a possibility that I say I'm immunized. Maybe they understand what that means. Maybe they don't. Maybe they follow up. They didn't follow up. So then I go the season, them thinking, some of them, that I was vaccinated. Right, because they fall. The only follow up they asked was basically asking me to rip on my teammates. Like, what do you say to your teammates who aren't vaccinated? Like, what kind of example do you feel like you're setting? You know, to your teammates who aren't vaccinated. I said, hey, it's everybody's own decision with their body, and we're super healthy individuals. We take care of ourselves. We understand what goes in our bodies, and I don't have any judgment on any decision that a guy makes with their own body. Right. So there was Aaron Rodgers explaining on how it was all a plan to say that he was immunized. and kind of wanted to use it as a trick towards the media to see how they were going to react. And in his words there, hey, nobody followed up. And all they wanted to do was to have him tear down his teammates for their vaccination status. That's, that's, the, that's my summary of what Aaron Rodgers is saying, and I know I'm saying it a bit sarcastically, but there, there, there's, I'm, I'm a little torn on this for this reason, George, is I actually like Aaron Rodgers coming clean about this. I felt that Aaron Rodgers tried to be the smartest man in the room, and maybe now he's trying to tell you why he was the smartest man in the room. But it does seem like there is something a little different about Aaron Rodgers this season as obviously opposed to a, to an off season ago. But do you have any issue with how Aaron Rodgers comes off in explaining what he did and how he tried to use words to see if the media would call him on his vaccination status? Well, see, I knew that this is what what I happened and not 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 because I had talked to Aaron Rodgers or anything like 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 that. But common sense told me from everything that we know about Aaron Rodgers is that he doesn't do things on accident like that, that that he was going to be. And if you were unvaccinated, you were 100 percent going to be prepared or if you if you had half a brain about if uh, about w- how you were going to handle this because you knew at some point in time you were 100% going to be asked about it you know what i mean like like it wasn't a question whether you were going to be asked about it or not it was a matter of when not if so aaron rodgers just made sure that he had an answer he wasn't just going to, you know, just wing it and willy nilly. He was like, okay, and here is what I will do if they follow up. But they didn't follow up. And now that begs the question as fans, right? How entitled are we to know the public, um, the health status of our athletes? How um, did that? That's the first question. Well, is how 
is how much are they obligated to to tell us? Because it, truthfully, that part of it is none of our business. Now, the injury reports and all of that stuff, the things that are actually public are are our business because they are public. Yes. So if so, at the point in time that 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 there are rules in place, because had the Packers actually made Aaron Rodgers follow the actual protocols that the NFL had put in, everybody would have known to ask a follow-up question. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, if you would have worn so, a mask at the, uh, at yeah. the press conferences. So it yep. was actually the, the, the Packers who brought this about because Aaron Rodgers was prepared to do that. The... You know, the, I said like I'm, I'm kind of on the on the fence in, in all of this, but I actually feel good being on the fence. And the reason being, George, is because I felt it was so polarizing a year ago. You, and, and, and I think that's where Rodgers is in what he was explaining about of, of the vaccinated or those that feel you should be vaccinated uh, with those who are unvaccinated or feel that you shouldn't have to be vaccinated. And I just felt like a year ago, like we were on such opposite ends of it. And now that we know more about the, uh, you know, about COVID and we're still learning about it and there's still issues, the, like the, the, the year that has gone by, it's, to me, it's not as hot button topic anymore. And I am, I am, I, I'm fine with him admitting it. I just don't, I didn't like it when it happened at the time. And I'm almost like, there's almost this relief of, I'm just glad he's not trying to be the smartest guy in the room. Like I didn't, I didn't take it from that. It seems that in him explaining like his process about it tells us that, okay, at that time he was trying to be the, the smartest guy in the room. And maybe now he wants his kudos and wants his pat on the back for fooling the media and proving that the media didn't do their job. But I don't know. There was, there was something that I was just like, all right, okay. The guy, you know, the guy admitted he tried to pull a fast one. Whether he feels any remorse about it or, or and, and doesn't really, it doesn't even matter to me because it just it's, it seems like it's such a different time now, and so him saying all this stuff and you're right about the like does the public you know is the does the public need to know about the health of of uh, you know of another person? Well, with an injury report in the NFL players and win totals and spreads and this and that. Kind of, yeah. Kind of like, like, like if you knew that Aaron Rodgers was unvaccinated and he had the opportunity to, to, to miss a game, maybe you're like saying, you know what, I'm going to take the under on the season total because I think he's probably going to get it. He's going to miss a couple of games and we're going to put that into the equation. Like you can make all these arguments, but I actually don't care about it anymore. Like I just am like, you know, what, I'm actually glad he kind of came, you know, came clean on it. Um, we don't think the same. He and I don't. But even though I may not agree with, you know, like what he did or, or, or what he did at the time, there's something cathartic about him at least just admitting it. And that's the actual honest reaction that I had today when I heard it was maybe a year ago. I'm like, how dare he? What a jerk. You know, this guy's supposed to be a leader, you know, because I felt you should get vaccinated. That's my personal opinion. Now, you know what? Things are different. Times are different. I, I, I'm more into gray areas. I, I kind of I, I just felt like there was a bit of relief uh, well, in and, saying and you know, him saying honestly, this. And honestly, the, that's the thing that's been so hard about the whole COVID situation, right? Because you had a guy like like Clay Travis who came out and came out and, and reposted the Aaron Rodgers video. And he's like, 
and he's like, where where Aaron Rodgers was talking about because there was another portion of the video where he's talking about when the NFL sent what he called a stooge to come try to you know guilt everybody into getting va- sure. vaccinated have, we, and 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 all of this stuff, right? Yeah, and you're like, and th- th- this is the part that honestly has like rubbed me the the wrong way about a lot of people in this coronavirus sit- situation is because if we're being perfectly honest about it, right? Then, then there was a new virus that came out. People reacted strongly because people were, were a dying. We did not have a lot of information. Yes. There was some overreaction to it. Some people underreacted to it. And it was just like, like, like for people to, who sent out tweets, like, you know, uh, China has basically on March 2nd, China has basically ended its outbreak already. Just 100 new cases to, to be uh, today. This should be over by by April. The same person that tweeted that out also trying to like like take victory laps surrounding the NFL and other leagues when when the actual leagues, the NFL, NBA, WNBA, Major League Baseball, everything. What did they want to do, Dan? Did did they want to cancel games or did they want to play games? Uh, you tell me, George. I they absolutely game. wanted to play games because they want what, Dan? <laughs> Money. Money. So so they weren't can't like, like that's the thing about it is that they weren't canceling games. Truthfully, because like the reason why they did it, it's not for public health. It's it's because it messed with their money. And at the point in time that they figured out, oh, wait, hold up. We can still do this in some sort of way. And the league at that point in time when they were trying to make everybody get vaccinated and all of that, it was because not because they thought that was best for player safety. It's because they thought that that was the best way to get football games off. Sure. That's why they did it. And so for people to try to take victory laps surrounding this when there was so if we're being honest, Dan, it was so like it was so muddy, so so cloudy, so much stuff that we didn't understand then that we understand better two years from now. And for people to be like, ha, I was right. No, you weren't right. Nobody was right, actually, if you really want to be honest about it. Oh, yeah. I, I, and, and, and I'm in lockstep with you there. I just don't have the energy to be mad anymore. You know, like, like it, it is, it has become such, and, and, and not to make this a COVID talk, because I, I think that, you know, Roger's actions over the last year have been a lot different than they were a year ago. Um, now that he's got his contract and he's back in Green Bay, you know, there's, there are a lot of things that are different, some that I, a lot that I didn't expect, you know, I, I mean, it, it's been, you know, it turned out that it kind of was about the money. You know, after after everything, it wasn't just about, you know, maybe wanting something different or doing something different. It was, yeah, I wanted to be the highest paid quarterback. I got my money. Maybe it wasn't about Jordan Love. Again, it was about his money. But with all that being said, yeah, it's just like the, you know, the, the it's the person who picks the NCAA tournament winner, you know, that never follows basketball. But then they're like, see, I, I know the winner. I know college hoops. No, you don't. You just you, you got lucky. But I'm just I'm not to the point of being angry anymore. And I think that was my thing with Rodgers was, or just being mad, because I was on a side that a lot of people weren't on. And now to hear this point, to hear it, I am more taking his comments and being like, all right, he came clean about it. I'm not saying he did the right thing. I just am not, I'm just not ready, willing anymore to sit there and be so mad about everything like maybe I was a year ago. 
Very reasonable. Very reasonable, my friend. And it's uh, he's he's. I mean, you know, it, it it ended up being all about the money, though, right? Oh yeah. You know, I mean, oh yeah. Oh know? yeah, yeah. Everything was magically better. Who cares if Devontae Adams leaves? Who yeah. cares if I don't have any name brand? I mean, if if uh, if who is who is their best? Wide out now, Sammy Watkins. Yeah, Alan if Lazard, Sammy Watkins yeah. is your best wide out, and you're not complaining and grumbling about, oh, see, look, they didn't draft anybody, but because you didn't care, you wanted the cash, sure. homie. Sure, and there's also the no more the threat of Jordan Love, uh, you know, really of of taking his job and being there apparent after he got his money. That's kind of gone away as well, but. Yeah, I just took it differently. I just, I think a lot of people are still mad, and a lot of people rolling their eyes and, and saying like, "Man, where is this guy gone?" I, I just, I, that was my takeaway today. I just, I'm, I'm not, you know, as as football is here, and I've I've banned those seven words from today's show. Just also shows that there's growth that I'm just, I, I don't want to go back to where it was. You know, I, 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 gray area is awesome to me now because when everything <laughs> was just so polarizing, it was so taxing on everything, even watching football and, and, and trying to enjoy a football season. You can find George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. It is Fox Sports Sunday, and I mentioned predictions and getting them right and wrong. Well, one college football analyst may have gone off the deep end. We'll tell you why next year on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now you can save fifty dollars on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. There's a reason that uh, Iowa Sam is playing this song as we get back. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. In the end, George, do you think it was a good move or a bad move for Aaron Rodgers to to say what he did to Joe Rogan? I think it's non-consequential. I mean mm-hmm. – <clears throat> It, it we are in a different day and age than we than we were a year ago, two years ago. People are feeling a lot better and a lot different about things, and people are just like, bro, I don't even care. I don't even yeah. care. I I I I, I got to worry about these gas prices, bro. I don't <laughs> I don't care about Aaron Rodgers and his um and his vaccination non-vaccination status you know what I mean like yes. bro, like they're like go go fly a kite nobody you know, wants to hear that I, I i'm gonna bring this point our um hopefully our neighbors aren't listening um but our neighbors uh n- next door to us great great people awesome people they they were on the different side they were on the opposite side of where me and my wife were in terms of vaccination you know they they had their own their own opinions on it and so there wasn't a lot of communication, George. You know, there, there, it was never, never rude. You know, and the neighbor and I had conversations about it, respectful. You know, he would tell me his side of things. I'd tell him his side of things. And it was, um, but, you know, we probably weren't as close as we were, say, you know, prior to March of 2020. Um, I went golfing with him like three weeks ago. And it was awesome. It was it was just like, like just something like that of like and that's kind of like the point about it like it was you know like it, there's you know and I'm getting a bunch of tweets of from from people who are saying you know how dare you let him off the hook and stuff like that I got a newsflash I don't have energy to read your tweets right now like that like that's like that's <laughs> you can complain all you want it. I'm probably not reading them like that that's where I am and like that was the thing like we went out we had a good time played 18 holes it was hot as heck but you know what. It was a heck of a lot of fun, or more fun than anything that happened in the last two years, you know, with our, you know, neighbors. And, and, and that said a lot to me, too. Like, all right, let's, you know, let's move on. You know, they have their their thoughts. We have our oh, thoughts. Dude, and- I literally, <clears throat> to, to, to be in, in full disclosure, I lost a best friend surrounding a vaccination status, bro. Really? And not even because I was like, I was like. This, this this was more so I had a friend who we've been we have been friends for 20 some odd years went to college together like been through a lot of stuff together right and he didn't want to get vaccinated and I was like bro this is your first job that you've been working very hard to get like paid professionally to do this job that you have been. I mean, like we've been on the phone when you've been in tears about not having opportunities. And I was like, 
you should get vaccinated, bro. Because I was like, because if you, I said, because you are going to get fired if you do not get vaccinated. He was like, I don't know. But I was like, bro, 100% you are going to get fired. Just with the, with the, with the, with the rest of the crew too, including, including the leader of the bunch. And sure enough, it happened. And they still had two weeks after that to change their mind. Nope. And uh, and then I and then we talked. I was like, bro, you are going to. And it, it wasn't even about his health or any. I was like, bro, you are going to limit your opportunities on where you can go after that, because I was like, because the vaccine ma- mandates aren't nest- in some places. They're not going away. And in some places, they are going to relax on some level, but you are going to be turned down on because there are places that you can't travel to. You can't go to Canada. There are other places that you can't go to based upon your status. And I was like, you are limiting. I was like, this is not a one, two year problem. This is like a uh, like this will be going on at least for the next like five years or so. I was like, so you're going to limit your opportunities if you can get another job because th- this was at the height of things during during 2020. Wow. And I, well, wait, no, 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 no. This was. And you haven't yeah. talked to him since. Like you haven't like we we have not talked since. Uh, what what date was that? October. Uh, October 10th, October 15th of last year. Hmm. And I, I, I've hit him up a few times. And, and my, mind you, this was not even me, Dan, saying you are a bad person for not getting. I was like, bro, yeah. you are going to mess up your opportunities. Sure. And, yeah. you, you know, and, you know, some sometimes people don't don't like 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 they want you around when when you can say the things that you know, we encourage them when things are going bad and all of this. But then when it comes down to hearing a tough conversation and I was like, even if you don't do it, we're still cool. And I told him, I was like, yo, if you get fired and you need a place to sleep or anything ever happens, bro, I got your back. No problem. But you know, such is our life, man. It sucks, well, but it is. Yeah, it, it it does. It does. Like that was the th- that was my realization of. Geez, all oh, this was. You know, and you're only doing what you think is best for for your family, for you know, for your friends, and you have your beliefs. But it's just you know to the point of. I I understand if people are 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 still mad. It's just I I'm not I'm not going to be. It's just I'm not. I'm not there, and I think you and I are on the same page. And there's some, yeah, there there's some costs to it all, and you experienced it uh, uh, for surely um, with that friendship, man. One of your best friends, like top three, top one, top two, like what? Do you, oh, friends. top top. Uh, well, he was he was the, the, the number one because my my uh, number one actually got killed in 2015. So oh, I'm so, sorry to hear that. So uh, so he was number one. Sure. Oh, jeez. Like like a brother. Well, that's yeah. I it's it was it was eye opening to me of just of like I realized it after you know I'm like gosh this is fun. You yeah, know, I was, I was like I, the, I guess know? we didn't love us to love each other as much yeah. as we thought. I guess, huh? Man, this got into a deep uh, Fox Sports Sunday episode. Uh, there was a reason Sam played the the Get Back song that he did. 
We're going to tell you why. Plus, we're going to get to this awful prediction made by a college football, and I'm using air quotes, analyst when I say this. <laughs> but first, Brian Fenley is going to give us the latest of what's happening on this Sunday because it is a busy Sunday. The NFL preseason wraps up, baseball and uh, golf and so much more. What's going on, Brian? Hey, Dan and George. Yeah, finally, the preseason coming to an end. I know we're all excited about actually games counting in the regular season, but we are watching some exhibition play here. Steelers ahead 9 to nothing against the Lions where Mitch Trubisky has been the only quarterback to play for Pittsburgh 7-9 through the air, 62 yards, and one of his teammates and Deontay Johnson actually came out of this game with what they're calling a shoulder injury, and he will not be returning to this game, so there is that. Also from earlier, Chris Streveler, the third-string quarterback in the game for the Jets, led a touchdown drive and hit a man for 22 seconds left to lead the Jets over the Giants 31-27. to Also a side note in this game, Giants quarterback Tyrod Taylor took a big hit in this contest, and he was actually carted off the field and into the locker and when he was on the cart, and there's a video showing this, that whoever was driving the cart almost hit a security guard officer and ran him over. So there was that. A back injury was what they're calling it, and he did not return after that. As you guys were discussing, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and here he is explaining what was going on behind the scenes during the NFL's early implementation of COVID-19 protocols. They scared teams and said, if you had an outbreak caused by a non-vaccinated player, you not only forfeit that game, but you wouldn't get paid for that week. And I got COVID from a fully vaxxed individual who only got vaxxed to keep his potential of being a part of the NFL. Meanwhile, in the NFL, according to NFL Network Vikings wide receiver B.C. Johnson will miss all of this 2022 season after tearing his ACL in last night's preseason game. Former Patriots and Lions defensive end, according to reports, Trey Flowers has a deal with the Miami Dolphins. The Seahawks placing defensive back Trey Brown on the reserve, physically unable to perform list. And in college football, Auburn is going with T.J. Finley, not Finley, Finley as their starting quarterback. Major League Baseball, a couple of games are in progress. Manny Machado, two home runs for the Padres, but they're trailing the Royals 9-6 in the bottom of the eighth. Some of the completed games, the Dodgers all over the Marlins 8-1, 14 hits for LA, including a home run from Mookie Betts. A win for the Rockies 1-0 against the Mets, despite Max Scherzer pitching and doing well at it. One earned run, 12, make that 11 strikeouts and still could not get it done. The Astros overcome the Orioles 3-1 despite the fact that through three Three innings in that game that they had a, a major injury with Justin Verlander. They're calling it calf discomfort, but he only played three three innings, 60 pitches, and had to leave. And lastly, I know Dan is watching this as we all are. Tour championship and a change in the leaderboard here. Final round, Rory McIlroy ahead by one shot, 21 under overall. He is on 18 now, four under on the day. But as I send it back to you, Dan and George, it was Scotty Scheffler coming into today with a six-shot lead, and now he's one behind. So yeah. things have changed here. In the, in the back nine. Quite a bit. Rory's turned it on and now playing the par 5 18th with that one-shot lead. And, yeah, winner wins the uh, Tour Championship in the FedEx Cup playoffs. It's a uh, quite a quite a scene as they play at Eastlake uh, down uh, in Atlanta. Thank you very much, Brian. Uh, George, we started off the show talking about the Aaron Rodgers, uh, Joe Rogan uh, interview that Rodgers admitted that he misled the uh, the – uh, reporters about his vaccination status and I was saying my piece on something and my chair broke in the middle of that 
And so that is why Sam played Angry Chair coming back. We're going to play a clip because can you tell at what point my chair, it's the, the left uh, you know, hand railing, I guess, if you would, uh, you know, the left arm, completely broke off the chair. Can you, tell it, can you tell when that happened in this audio? I'm more into gray areas. I, 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 kinda, I, I just felt like there was a bit of relief. <laughs> <laughs> you heard the snap. That, that is it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I Man thought, down. I, thought I, was gonna, I thought I was gonna fall out of my chair. I kid you not. And here I'm trying to make this impassioned speech on a you know on a topic that is very serious to many and people who are very and it just snapped and I thought I was taking a header right into the uh, right into the carpet. Oh, that is man. life, bro. I love it. You I heard love it. Like you could hear. You could hear the 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 I don't know if we can even isolate it because it was like in the middle of a pause, but like you just heard the chair go. Oh, yeah. oh man. Oh, and then you had asked me a question and I said, George, just tell me it was because I was trying to figure out how to get this side of the chair to work so I could at least sit in it for the next two and a half hours. Oh, there is there is full disclosure here on uh, on Fox Sports Sunday. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. Find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. The right the right arm rest still working fine. It's just the left one is going to have to go. Uh, this college football analyst predictions we're going to get to it next i promise uh these are going to have to go that's next here on fox sports radio i i kind of i I just felt like there was a bit of relief hey it's me rob parker check out my weekly mlb podcast inside the parker for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport whether you believe in analytics or the eye test we've got all the bases covered New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Fox. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Sports Sunday. He's the NFL vet, George Reister. Get him on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Do you make a preseason college football playoff predictions? Like, will you set out a field of four and then an eventual national champion? Or do you just pick a national champion? What do you do when it comes to college football, George? I'll set out a top four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Who do you think is going to be – top seed you know you get okay top four seeds you know something like so, that right there are two what i believe are sure things this year right only two that is alabama and ohio state i think they're both going to be fan- fantastic i actually wish that the expanded playoff started this year because i think that there's more uncertainty in the top 25 and especially in the top 10 than we have ever seen in in, in recent memory because at so you got Alabama and Ohio State, same coach, same quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and you have some defensive stars coming back, offensive stars like that's a, like the, those are yeah. no brainers if the quarterbacks are healthy. Georgia, we don't believe Stetson Bennett is a great quarterback. We think that you know that they won not not because of him, <laughs> but because they have fifteen NFL draft picks and including a bunch of first first rounders, right? And they have a bunch of uh, um, but Georgia is, you know, light in the wide receiver room. They are good at – they're light at running back this year. They, they So it's like we're we're not sure. Clemson, number four, with DJ Uangalele. He didn't play well last year. Can he bounce back? Because if not, what the – you know, what's the real ceiling on Clemson if they're not getting great quarterback play? Notre Dame, new head coach, quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Texas A&M, who's going to start at quarterback for, for them? Utah feels stable. Michigan, new coordinators, both new. And who's going to be the starting quarterback? Because they, they just named him, but do you love it? Oklahoma at nine, new head coach, both quarterbacks gone. What what the, the entire staff turnover, basically, you just lost a wide receiver coach too. And then Baylor, you're like, okay, they're good, but is that enough talent? And so, and then there's a bunch of other teams in the top 25, Dan, that have uh, the, the exact same situations. Yeah, and and you're you're right about that. There's the teams that could be sitting there at 20 that could make their their way up. And this is this is what I've seen. I've seen uh, about three or four predictions today of college football playoffs. And the one analyst that I was talking about was ESPN's Desmond Howard. Now, sometimes when it comes to former players you expect uh, the person to be a homer. Um, and Desmond Howard is an absolute homer when it comes to Michigan. So, yes. of course, Michigan Michigan is in his playoff bracket. If you want to do that, that's, that's fine. But this was his playoff bracket. You ready? Texas A&M, 
Michigan, Baylor, and Pitt. And at first glance, what? Yes, that that was what Desmond Howard did. And Dude, this is Pitt's wide receiver room is is not good right now since they lost their the Bolitnikoff winner to USC. <laughs> and Keaton Slovis is their new starting quarterback. We don't know how that's going to turn out. I mean, good God. I, dude, that is the most – like, you picked Pitt over Utah or but Oregon or USC? That's, that's the that's – the, this is where the rub comes in. Did, did, did the picks accomplish what, what, what they were set out to do? To have somebody talk about them? Because the other predictions that I saw, George, were exactly what you said. Ohio State won Alabama two or Alabama won Ohio State two. And, and then, then a sprinkling. We'll figure out the other two. Yeah, and then a sprinkling over. of the schools that you mentioned. A little Georgia here, a little Clemson there, a little Utah here. Um, I think AM was another one that I saw. So I mean you could have that with the you know Desmond Howard's rankings as well. But like I, I wanted to hate on it, especially because he's Desmond Howard and ruined my uh childhood when I was thirteen, fourteen years old. But the fact is, is do you make predictions to get them right? Are you making predictions to maybe take that shot in the dark? Because if one of these hits, let's just say by, by crazy chance, Pitt goes to the college football playoffs, guess who's doing the victory lap? Okay, so Dan, 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 uh, you, you are 100% right about that. But the only issue with that is this, is that you can't, like if you're going to pick somebody outside the box to win, then then you have to do like you can't pick Pitt and Texas A&M and Baylor and Michigan. That is four teams, bro. That is four teams that are that it, it would be. Like if you got all four of those right, like there, if yeah, you could bet happen. that right now, right? Like if you could bet that quad box right now, that would probably on a hundred bucks, you would probably be a millionaire if you got that right. Yeah, oh yeah, for yeah. I mean, like yeah. I mean, if you bet enough, but yeah, to have those. No, four no, no, no. I'm saying then, if you yeah. bet a hundred bucks, you and and you, sure. you would probably get a million back. Yes, if yeah, because if one of them was wrong, you wouldn't win at all. Yes, that yes, you would not win. So, yeah. so if you're trying to you, you know pick an underdog or something like 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 that, two maximum. You can't pick four. So, so if you're gonna go with Texas A and M, okay, you got to throw Alabama out. All right, cool. Then you throw Michigan in, okay, because you think that they're gonna beat Ohio State for a second year in a row. The history says that that won't happen, but even if you believe it. Now, where do you go? Now you're going to Baylor and who was B- Baylor and who was the other team? It was Anna, Michigan, Baylor, and Pitt. That and was Pitt? the four. Bro, stop it. Stop it all the way. Do do you does Pitt look like a team that is going to make <laughs> it pass? That is going to make it out of the no ACC no. with with less than no, one with, with less than two losses. No, no, and and here, but here's like here's the other thing of like if if Pitt's the best team in the ACC, does the ACC even have a chance to get a bid? Exactly. The answer you know? is no. No, no, it doesn't. But also, like we're talking about this, but we're not talking about the predictions that we saw that had Alabama, Ohio State, Utah, and Clemson. You know, like that. You know what was fishy though to me though was I watched their show yesterday, and I love Game Day. 
But but they just were like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah we're a short on the time. We all think you, Utah is going to win the Pac-12. And I was like, oh, my God, these media contract things are – are they barely covered the Big Ten. I was like, bro, yeah. these media contract things are getting getting wicked. Uh, I'll, I'll just finish it like this. Uh, in all of Sports Talk Radio, predictions are absolutely worthless. And you can get my predictions except, of the NFL season mine. next week. Except mine. He's George Reister. My I'm man. Dan Beyer. Scott Frost on the hot seat. That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It was over even before it began. That seems to be the case with the college football season in 2022 of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Welcome in. It is Fox Sports Sunday. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Uh, is the 2022 season over for the Nebraska Cornhuskers, George, after one game that was not played in this country? Oh, bro, uh, there is trouble for – well, the season's not over for the team, but it's getting close to over for Scott Frost already, though. He said – he had a quote after the game that said, I'm going to keep fighting with these guys as long as I can. You know, let's hear from Scott Frost, because after Northwestern topped Nebraska yesterday, after game one of the 2022 season, Scott Frost was asked by a reporter – if he was going to step down as the head coach at Nebraska? No, absolutely not. Um, I love Nebraska. I'm going to fight, fight with the guys uh, as long as I can fight. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was you, funny. You, yeah, you heard it straight, straight, straight from him. And th- this is I, – I understand That's a that, rude-ass question, though. That is a rude right? question. Are you going to step down? Are you going to step down when you, when, when, when you write a terrible article? Like, I, like, that is just so bold. I mean, that is just so bold and disrespectful. Like, if, if he had gone off and cussed him out after that, I would have, I would have been, been like, You're, you deserved it. Ask somebody, are they going to step down from their job? What kind, of, what kind of job do you think this is? And step down so I can not take this buyout money, bro? You, are you smoking well, crack? Bro, I think ain't no way. There's 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 so much to it as well of I, I I don't know where Nebraska football is headed and I know that there are a lot of people uh that are Cornhusker fans that probably aren't happy where it has gone in Scott Frost's tenure and at this point now entering year 5 you would hope you would hope that you would have a better record of 15 and 30 which is what he has during his tenure in Lincoln but number one, the way that he at least handled the question, uh, it, it, he handled it exactly like he should. Number two, he, one game, like like, and I'm not saying that Nebraska is going to go ten and two. They're going to win the Big Ten West and go to the Big Ten title game. That's not what I'm saying. Is you don't have an entire off season, uh, go through recruiting, then have your training camp, go in and play one game and have the coach step down. Just it's uh, well, not that, the, like that's not going that, that is that is that's not yeah. realistic in the world like like to yeah, sit the there and leave your program is, high and dry after one game for a guy who played at the school it's just it's not realistic that's school. bizarro world yeah he loves the school like I don't think that there's any question about how he feels about Nebraska football you know what I mean like it's just a matter of 
of the fact that he's not playing like that they aren't winning games and the part that was hard about yesterday's game was was that they were up they were up 11 points like middle to middle-ish toward the you know last half of the second quarter they were up 11 points had just scored a touchdown and then he kicked an onside kick and you're like why would you do that they gave him a short field they scored immediately and and, and the fact that he's been awful absolutely awful in one point games one point game i'm sorry one yeah. score game score games eight points or less yeah yes He's been awful at winning those those games. And that's honestly where coaching actually factors in even even more. And, you know, and people have actually questioned because Nebraska, if you look at history, right, they are one of the blue bloods of college football. They're no longer behaving like a blue blood, blue blood. But people wonder if they can even ever recapture that magic. I... I think it's very difficult to recapture that magic, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for that program to be one of the marquee teams in the Big Ten. And and I think that like just that just that fan base in itself. You don't think George, so? I no, I think that no, I think that like if if Nebraska was good, if you took if you took every Big Ten school and made them great. Nebraska would be in the top four of draws in college football. If they were, if everybody was, if everybody was the same, like Ohio State being a draw is uh, absolutely one of the marquee programs. Just like Michigan. Oh, you're just talking like about USC. fan interaction. I'm, I'm talking about can they recruit at a level that is necessary to win at a high level in the Big Ten anymore? Well, yeah, I, 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 I think. I think that you can. I think that especially now in the world of NIL, that there may be opportunities for them to bring kids to campus that maybe wouldn't uh, be interested in going to Nebraska if you can offer them maybe more of a, an opportunity to uh, to shine there. But I think that the program— And Nebraska's fans are outstanding. Yeah, like I mean, they're— Because they're, they they're, continue to sell out despite having nothing to sell out about. Yes, and and you're right. Uh, Fifteen and thirty was the record of Scott Frost, and the one score game is something that is absolutely, absolutely pointed out because then you're saying it comes down to coaching. Five and twenty one in games where it was one score or less. Uh, Nebraska is under Scott Frost. This is the tenth time in uh, dating back to last season that they have lost a one score game. And that's the, the you know the, that's the the frustrating part of it. But the other frustrating part of it, and I think this is a bigger deal. And, I, and, and Scott Frost will explain his onside kick call. We've got the audio of that. I know Sam's uh, going to bring that up for us. But the but the flip side of this, George, is and this is not meant to be disrespectful to Northwestern at all because Northwestern's a good program under Pat Fitzgerald. But when you're looking at Nebraska. And let's just say they won all these games. Okay, let's say they they, they you know they, they win these games. Are they are they at the point of where that fan base wants them to be, or maybe they win half of those games? Like this is like like Ohio State will go to your to to your town and they'll put sixty you know seven points up on you. 
Um, Alabama, you know, do the same. You know, you leave town, you, you know, 48 to 3, Alabama leaves. Um, like, like, there's the coaching part of it is, is true. Like, the one score game, I think that, that's legit. You can say, how does the coach, how do we get in these positions that we aren't able to capitalize and we're losing these close games? That's where coaching does make a difference. But if this, the point that I'm trying to make, and I'm probably not doing a great job of it, George, is are like is is this team is this program really on the verge of greatness? No, at this no. point, and no. Even the, no, not not even close. And we're looking at it, you know, like with the losses, and that's where like it's not just losing one score games. Like you know, th- like this was a team yeah, that used to run is, over if they, everybody. If they won more, though, <clears throat> if they won more then they would be in a much better spot. But, uh, but uh, we, we uh, do have um, Scott Frost talking about that onside kick that he, that he did. I made that call, so that's on me. I thought all the momentum was on our side. I thought if we got it, we could end the game. But I, mean, I felt like maybe we were the better team. You can't really foresee them scoring 14 straight and us sputtering after we'd played well to start the second half on offense. So, again, those are excuses. If I had it over, I wouldn't make the call. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, when you are the better you team, can't you can't end the game stuff. like that. Bro, just put – you had control of the game like you didn't need – a 10-point play. The, you, you didn't need a 14-point play to win the game. You hear me? Yeah. Like no, he, I, exactly. Like he was already in control up up 11. If you don't get it, you give them a short field. You actually give the other team way more momentum than they have had in the entire game. So, come on, man. It's, it's, it's the explanation, and this is for the most troubling portion of it, is, again, if you thought you had the better team, then there's no need to onside kick. Yep. There, there isn't. Like, you just kick Ooh, it away. That's a good point, bro. That's, that is a good point. That's where his words come back to, to, to haunt him, you know, on it. But I guess the flip side, maybe this will be the better way of saying it. Like, if Nebraska was just winning these games by three and Scott Frost comes over from UCF and – you know, they're eight and four. Like, yeah, it is, you know, it's it's nice. But remember, they, you know, they ran Bo Pelini out of town, you know, for records like yeah, that. Yeah, but he wouldn't have been eight and four every single year. Like, that's the like that's the thing about it. But uh, I, I, Iowa Sam, who's also Big Ten country, what what do you have on this? Well, guys, I kind of look at what it takes to, like, rebuild a program like Nor- uh, Nebraska or, or just any program. Would you say that maybe the – the um, time frame, the timetable to rebuild a program is what, like two to three seasons? Yes. Right. So now Scott Frost is in season number five. I know we didn't have a full 2020 season, but it's still like this: the program is stuck at the base level still, and they're in year five now. And so the crazy stat that I saw yesterday is that Bo Pelini was fired with a record of 67-27. and 27. Scott Frost, if he won his next 50 games in a row, would still not have the record of, or he would still not have the amount of wins that Bo Pelini was let go with. And I know those were, it was over several more seasons, but it just think, goes yeah. to show you like where the program no, is. You, They're stuck at the bottom. They you, can't get you out. You are right. They they fired. So when he took over for Mike Riley in 2018, they had gone. Uh, what's that? Under Mike Riley, they went. I think they went six, five and seven, and seven, and they went nine and four, and then four, they had like yep. a really bad like four and, and eight. And then went season. four and eight. Yeah. And then they fired him, and then they went four and eight again his first year, which is totally acceptable, right? 
And then, then after you fire a coach, you were four and eight last year. You had a bunch of roster turnover. No problem. Next year, five and five and seven. You're like, okay, listen, that ain't. But but that year they came in a um, ranked fourth in the preseason. And then the next year in the COVID year, you're like, okay, three, three and five. All right, fine. COVID threw threw everything off. And remember, Scott Frost was the, was the one who was like, maybe uh, we'll play anybody, any place. We'll go to the Big Twelve and play. Remember that he was threatening kind of some veiled threats about we'll leave the Big Twelve, Big Ten, and I'm like, no, you aren't. Be quiet. And then 2021 was supposed to be the year that things were supposed to get. Okay, this has got to be better. Three and nine. Dan, there is nothing about this team. Like, they're actually going in reverse. They're hustling yeah. backwards. This is the toughest thing about it. This is, the, this is what I think is the toughest thing about it is they have gone, they have gone to, uh, like it or not, Bo, Bo Pelini at the time led great defenses. So we'll say defensive mastermind. Mike Riley had great success, um, you know, at Oregon State, you know, chance in the NFL. Try to bring him in. You brought Bill Callahan in from the National Football League. You've now brought in the guy, the up-and-coming coach, who, by the way, happened to be your quarterback 20 years prior that led you to a co-national championship. It's like they've gone into these different, you know, all of these different directions in trying to find the next savior, the next person to replace, you know, what Tom Osborne did and even, you know, what Frank Solich did during his short time there. I mean, Frank Solich was winning 10, 12 games a year and people and they still weren't him. happy. Yeah. Like, I mean, so, so like this is, this is where the, the issue is, is because again, I think it just comes back to the point of that fan base, because there isn't a fan base that is that big that is getting so little from their program and for what they once were. And now to try to – like there there wasn't a better fit in the world coming off of that perfect season that they had at UCF than for Scott Frost to come in and riding, you know, like on his white horse to save the day for Nebraska football. And then now it's not happening. And now you have to be sitting there saying to yourself, "What in the wh- where where in the world do we turn now? Do you go find the next young hot you know head coach? Well, we just tried to that didn't work. Oh do you no, go no, to no. the NFL. There's that only didn't one. Work. There like, is only one option at this point in time, Dan. One option. And who's that? That is to do what USC just did. You must go full nuclear and be like, all right, well, we're going to try to still, you know, I mean, we don't think that Nick Saban's available, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying like Jimbo or like, you got to get somebody who has proven that it works at more than one place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. So like, that's what you have to do there. Th- there is no alternative. Then that it, b- b- because if you're Nebraska, their boosters are looking at the USC situation and they're saying, oh, well, it worked for them. So we need to, well, I mean, it hasn't worked worked yet, but they have gotten transfers. They've gotten hype. They've gotten everything that they, USC has gotten everything that they want out of the situation. So an uptick in recruiting, all sorts of stuff. So, so far, right? Mind you, they haven't proven it on the field yet, but off the field, they've gotten every single thing that they want. And Nebraska fans 
are going to say, okay, cool. Look, we will break out our pocketbooks. We will open up the war chest. If you can find us a name that we deem suitable here at Nebraska. I, the only issue with that is I think Scott Frost was the perfect hire and it didn't work out. So now you're sitting there like, um, you know, Lincoln Riley doesn't leave Oklahoma to go to Nebraska. He I know. I'm just, I'm just, well, ooh, yeah. And, 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 and that's the, that's the tough part of it. Well, is, there, there's a lot of co- coaches that leave if that money, right. And, and they know that, that you're going to have that, the NIL money, right. For the recruits too. You can, you can get, you know, I, like a, a good coach. I mean, and, and it may not be, now, obviously, I don't think that there is money to pull, you know, a guy like Pat Fitzgerald because I think he wants to be at Northwestern. But I'm saying someone along those types of lines. I think you need to even go bigger. Like, I, like I, and I just don't think it's possible. And that's what's that's what's. Who's a bigger name that that they would be? Would uh, they be okay with well, Dave Aranda? At Baylor, or would or would they feel like, ooh, that feels a little little bit too much like Scott Frost? Yeah, I I, I think you're right, but I, I yes, I would say to that. But compared to you know like Pat Fitzgerald, like why would you know like why would Pat Fitzgerald leave Northwestern? You know, like that's I'm the not, I'm not saying he would. I'm just saying sure. that, that 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 would be that the, that they need to that they gotta go home run that that they gotta go. That they can't be shopping at the scratch and dent bin. Sure, they gotta they gotta go shopping at the on 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 rodeo. It may if, sound crazy, but maybe you look at Bill O'Brien. I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but in the two years that he was at Penn State after the paternal or the Sandusky scandal, excuse me, uh, after you know paternal era ended, uh, you know you talk about handling a tough situation. Now he's in the college game. Nick Saban's right hand man. I mean, but but that doesn't change everything, you know. Like that doesn't it doesn't have the effect. That that's that's the conundrum of it. Is again that Scott Frost was the perfect hire coming off of the perfect situation. He really situation. was, though. And now it's just failed miserably. So if you're Nebraska, you're like, where do we turn? And I I, I wish I had the answers. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Hit George up at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. So what team had the absolute best training camp of all 32 in the National Football League? We're going to ask a guy who went to a bunch of them. That's next here on Fox Sports Sunday. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. 
Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports Sunday, he's the NFL vet, George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Let's not waste any time. He's been hitting training camps left, right, north, south, east, west, all over the country. He's our NFL insider that you can hear on the Inside the Birds podcast, also Sirius XM NFL Radio. Adam Kaplan joins the program. Adam, all right, now that the training camp tour is is over with, best camp performance <laughs> you saw during your travels? Oh, was boy, I'd team? have to say Tyreek Hill. I saw him twice. Mm-hmm. I saw the Dolphins being hosted by the Buccaneers two weeks ago, and then I saw the Dolphins hosting the Eagles on – Wednesday of two practices. Now, the second one got canceled because of they had a stomach virus, but he was simply incredible. It's the first time I'd ever seen him practice live. That's pretty special. He was the best player on offense that I saw. I'd have to say that he was uh, pretty amazing, and he's lost nothing at 28 years old. He's the most special receiver of the National Football League. Is he worth $30 million a year? Hey, listen, if you can get it, good for him. But he's just a pretty special football player. Yeah, and one of the guys, Adam, that that is that has some questions this year is his quarterback in yep. Tua. Now, I've heard from multiple people who and it didn't get reported pre-draft about that there were questions about his work ethic and and all of that stuff. Have you heard that and if so, has it changed? No, I've not heard one thing about his work ethic. The issue remains, and we saw this in last night's game, he just doesn't have great arm strength. You you know, you hope that this offense, which is really Kyle Shanahan's offense, which Jimmy Garoppolo did very well in, you're hoping this would be a good match for two. And so far it has been. I, I've seen him in, uh, obviously practicing against two different teams, and he's done well. People close to the situation tell me he's really taken to this offense that Mike McDaniel's bringing in, which is – uh, right after the catch, you throw it 15 yards, 20 yards downfield at the most, and you let the receiver of the tight end run. And that's what he's done. Now, he doesn't have enough arm. We saw last night the big play that he had to Tyree Kill. Uh, that ball was vastly underthrown, but the DB overran it. He'll go, he'll win, got it, and that was a big completion. But that's the thing that you worry about. And the reason why the Dolphins had interest in Deshaun Watson and other quarterbacks, Brady, obviously, uh, some years ago, a couple years ago. Uh, it's it's clear. Look, this is this is his last chance. He's in the, he's on the third year of his rookie deal. 
next May, the fifth-year option is due, folks. That cannot un- be underestimated. That that's going to, and this type of season this year, to me, unless they, he makes the playoffs, there's no way they'll pick that up. I got one more quick Dolphins question. What about their running game? Because you bring yeah. in Chase Edmonds, Mostert, you know, was with uh, Mike McDaniel in San Francisco. Uh, Sony Michelle's not there. How does that sort out in Miami? Yeah, so Edmonds will be the lead back, but that's not your typical lead back. They'll have a committee. Michelle will be there, what they call the four-minute running back. If they have a lead, he'll be the closer. Mostert will be the change-up, and he is so unique. He's This guy's been on a lot of football teams. Uh, he's 30 years old. He's had a ton of injuries. It was first signed by the Eagles uh, under Chip Kelly in 2015. Supreme special teams player. has been with it seven or eight teams. When he's healthy, he's super explosive. You saw three years ago when the when the Niners made it to the championship game in 2019, how special he was against Green Bay. And now he'll he'll be a backup, but it'll be more of a committee running back for the Dolphins. Yeah. Now, Adam, I want to move on to the Baltimore Ravens because they have a deadline according to Lamar Jackson's camp about that he's done talking about the contract after the season starts. And I think that this is an infle- what First thing, what do you think happens there and – about this inflection point in terms of quarterback contracts going forward, whether he gets fully guaranteed money or whether he ends up getting, you know, like, you know, nine, one, 190 or 200 as opposed to the whole thing fully guaranteed. Yeah, he won't get anywhere close to Watson's deal five years fully guaranteed. No one team's going to do that. That was frowned upon uh, around the league, very heavily criticized uh, by other teams. So, no, he won't get that kind of deal. Uh, if a deal gets done, believe me, the, the, the Ravens will make at least one more push. And that the deadline would be September uh, September 10th, that's Saturday. And by the way, the Steelers, as a club, will not negotiate contracts in the season. They've gotten do- deals done the Saturday before the season starts if they play on Sunday. And the Ravens play that Sunday. So, yeah, it, I expect to make a hard push. Uh, to He'll be, if it gets done, second or third highest paid quarterback in NFL history. And that's the best they can do. Now, remember, he doesn't have an agent. The NFLPA is helping him. And that's, that's all he can do. He doesn't have an agent. That's why this deal wasn't done last year. If he had an agent, it absolutely would have been done. And it makes it harder. But I'll say this, compared to NBA contracts, you have what are called comparables, George, as you know, as a, as a former player. You, know, you look at Colin Murray's contract, it's got to be better than Murray because he's been much better than a quarter, as a quarterback's former MVP. So he's got that going for him to get a better deal. Um, and then, you know, let's not forget, the Watson was actually traded, and there was leverage in that deal because his agent found a team that would take, take their demand. They had one team to do it, and, and here he's, uh, the Jackson's going nowhere. So you're looking at $45 plus million a year uh, if it gets done, three years fully guaranteed. If not, maybe into the fourth, and that's the best he probably could do. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Adam, our NFL insider. Get him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. You know I'm going to ask about the least exciting quarterback battle that there was this year. That's in Seattle. Um, Pete Carroll was pretty quick to name Geno Smith the number one guy after that game against the Cowboys that Drew Locke played a, uh, a decent amount. Was it ever really a battle? How does it sort out where Pete Carroll is ready to name Geno Smith his starter minutes well, after their final preseason game? Yeah, let me put the best way to frame it is this: Drew Locke lost the job. Geno Smith didn't really win it. Drew Locke was so bad. Uh, he also got COVID. You know, you feel bad for him and missed a week. Locke is just look. We've talked about Locke now for a year. He's got such issues with accuracy. 
just because you have a strong arm does not make you a good quarterback. You know, the, the, the talk within the Seahawks is that Locke would win the job uh, heavily to start training camp, but Locke never really took, just took a handle of the job. And, yeah, it was, it, 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 it's, it's ugly It's good for your Seahawks, Dan. It's going to be a tough year. They're a trans- this is the first true transition year, but you know what? They'll have a high pick next year. If everything comes to pass here, because it, on paper it looks like a good quarterback class, potentially very good, we have to see how those players play uh, this fall. But overall, uh, look, the, it's been an absolute disaster. It's not been what they thought it would be. And if, it, if the Seahawks have seven wins or more, I'd be shocked. Oh, you and everybody else. Now, uh, what is going on with the quarterbacks from the class of last year? Because Zach, Zach Wilson, he's, he's out. And was he even playing well at first? Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, uh, Mac Jones didn't look good last, last game. Is this start, starting to get scary territory for these guys? <laughs> Let me go to New England first. I spent two days with them and uh, talking to a team source. They continue to call it a work in progress. This is Belichick's idea to go with Matt Patricia as a primary play caller. Uh, he has limited experience in offense. In fact, Joe Judge, uh, who is a senior assistant uh, who is handling the quarterbacks, Joe Judge has more experience in offense than Matt Patricia does. It's, I was told that they're still running uh, the integrity, as once was called it, of Josh McDaniel's scheme, but they've tweaked it a bunch. No more fullback. They're, they're changing some things up, and it's not going over well. And, you know, this is the, the biggest fear is that you take a guy like like Mac Jones or George, who was so advanced as a rookie quarterback, and now you you, you screw up his progress by not having someone who's developed a quarterback before. That, to me, is a major mistake by Belichick, who I have a ton of respect for. I really criticize Bill, but this one has not gone over well so far. Adam, we appreciate the time. Uh, sorry we ran late today. George and I were yapping and yapping and yapping. Um, we'll talk to you next week and really uh, get ready for this 2022 NFL season. Thanks, That's man. right. It'll be one week. Guys, yeah. next Sunday. It'll be one week before we – that'll be great. One week before the season. All yeah. right. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it, man. Okay, thanks. Get him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Again, here I'm on the Inside the Birds podcast, Sirius XM NFL Radio, and, of course, our Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider. Let's jump over to the news desk. Brian Fenley's got the latest. Then George will use Brian, Sam, and Ryan as his lifelines in a game of easiest one, two, three, four. Uh, you want to know what the categories are today, uh, Brian? Let's hear uh, them. Uh, we've got college football. Okay. Uh, two yeah. college football <laughs> questions, one NFL question, and one baseball question. Ooh. I like so, it. I yeah. love it. A little bit of diversity there. Well, let's start in the NFL as far as what's happening right now. Last preseason game of this NFL slate, and it's going on right now. Steelers had 16-3 to against the Lions about midway through the third quarter. But the big story here, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin, who was interviewed on the broadcast during halftime, believing that pass rusher T.J. Watt and wide receiver Deontay Johnson, who came out of this game with injuries, says that they're not facing anything serious. So that's good news for Steelers fans. Watt came out with a knee problem. Johnson, a shoulder issue. And Kenny Pickett, the first round draft pick for the Steelers, is in at quarterback in the second half. Four for five through the air. 31 yards after Mitch Trubisky went 160 through the air for a touchdown. 15 completions in the first half. From earlier, we had Chris Streveler, who took the Jets to a comeback win against the Giants, 31-27 thanks to his touchdown throw with 22 seconds left. 
Now, in this game was Tyrod Taylor. He started out at quarterback for the Giants, hurt his shoulder, but good news for him in that Giants head coach Brian Dable said afterwards that that back issue for Tyrod Taylor is not that significant and he should be okay. Rory McIlroy certainly is feeling okay after overcoming a six-shot deficit in the final round to win the Tour Championship, and it's the third time he's done that. By doing this today, he pockets an extra $18 million and closed this final round with a 466, beating the Masters champion, Scotty Scheffler, who had that seven-shot lead going into today, but just a 73 today, one shot back alongside Sunjay M. So they were tied for second. As far as baseball is concerned, Justin Verlander, the Astros' ace, left after three innings with what they are calling right calf discomfort. The Astros managed to win anyway, 3-1 to one against the Orioles also a win for the Dodgers in emphatic fashion. They got it done eight to one against the Marlins, and Mookie Betts hit a home run. And now LA is 50 games over 500, and they have a 19 and a half game lead for first in the NL West over the Padres, who took an L to the Royals 15 to seven. Elsewhere, the Mets went down at home to the Rockies one to nothing, despite the fact that Max Scherzer had 11 strikeouts, one earned run, but that New York offense could only only generate three hits and lastly guys as we keep an eye on what's happening right now the athletics are up four to one against the yankees in the top of the seven with that let's get it back to george reister and dan Beyer. thanks a lot brian and brian you're going to want to stick around because george is in the hot seat for easy as one two three four brian will be a lifeline as will iowa sam and our executive producer ryan bershinger george doesn't have to give me all of the right answers just has to give me some of them perfect score is 10 is what is the goal the over under to day seven and a half we'll put it that way i think you'll be able to hit the over george are you ready to play easy as one two three four always it's one of our final episodes of 2022 as in two weeks uh nfl action will be taking over oh my and the god game goes i forgot on about that hiatus yeah so uh you'll have to uh try to end strong uh this week and then again next week on labor day weekend all right let's start it off george name one of two baseball players Featured on the most expensive baseball cards ever sold. Yes, one of the two players featured on the most expensive baseball cards ever sold. Okay. Do you do you know what is funny about this, Dan? No, I don't. What's is that? that is that I is that I bought a card from the same auction that 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 uh Honus Wagner's card went for like 7.2 million dollars so uh-huh I'm, and on golden auctions it, it was a it was a it was a, a sgc rated two and uh yeah it went for 7.25 million dollars so you're saying honus wagner yep show me honus wagner it was the record until this uh this past week a Mickey Mantle card is rookie card, 1952, graded at a 9.5, sold at 12, sold at auction for 12.6 million dollars. A 9.5. I didn't even see that. And yes, so, so that Honus Rat Wagner went for, uh, and I just got my email yesterday. So that was a two. The the, the 1909 one, that one was a two, and it went for 7.25. And there's a 1.5 PSA that's going on sale uh, this month. So we'll see what that one goes goes for. Do you want to tell us the card you bought or not? Uh, it was a Justin Herbert field level uh, 
uh, green prism to number to five. Ooh. And so and it's a pop two. Okay. Wow. Jeez. Uh, George's one for one is uh, yes. Honus Wagner, Mickey Mantle were the answers there. George, uh, you got all your lifelines left. Let's we'll see if you'll need one here. Name two of three Nebraska Cornhuskers to win the Heisman Trophy. We were talking Nebraska football and Scott Frost a little bit oh. earlier. Name two of the three Cornhuskers to win a Heisman Trophy. Okay, so one of them is their coach, Scott Frost. Wait, wait. Yeah, Frost won that. Oh, my goodness. Um, because this impacted me greatly. Um, because it was when they put him in the national championship. No, it wasn't, wasn't him. It was Crouch. That's what it was. You have lifelines available if you want. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. No, I don't need one for for for, for this one. I, I got Frost mixed up with Crouch because um, that was in 2001. Joey finished second, and that was when we were supposed to play in the national championship in the Rose Bowl against Miami, and they screwed us out of it, even though we were number two in the AP and the USA Today and their most famous player of all time, Mike Rozier. All right, show me Eric Crouch. There he is, 2001, yep, Heisman Trophy winner. Show me Mike Rozier. Yes, 1983. Uh, Johnny Rogers, maybe the maybe most famous Cornhusker. Tommy Frazier, maybe I as got well. That one right. Yeah, uh, Johnny no, Rogers Tommy, in 1972. Tommy Frazier, he didn't he didn't win. No, I that's that's it. correct. But I was just saying a famous uh, oh, famous yeah. Cornhuskers. So, uh, but uh, there you go. There was those were the three. Tommy Frazier lost out to Eddie George in 1995. All right, George is three for three so far, and easy as one, two, three, four, and has all of his lifelines available. Will he hit the over? Will he get a perfect score? Find out next. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sport. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now you can save fifty dollars on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Sunday, smack dab in the middle of a game of easiest one, two, three, four. He's George Reister, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Byer. George in the hot seat once again. A perfect three for three so far. And all of his lifelines. Executive producer Ryan Bershinger, technical producer Iowa Sam, and Bryant Fenley, who's anchoring the news desk, all available and ready to help George out if he needs in our college football and NFL questions that remain. Let's strike up the band. George, perfect three for three, as I mentioned. Over, under was seven and a half. George, name three of the four countries, okay, not including the United States, where an FBS college football game has been played since 2000. Okay, there are four countries not including the United States where an FBS college football game has been played I want to know three of those countries. All right. So we just saw a game played in Dublin, Ireland. And there for sure has been a game played in London, I think. But I'm actually going to go to Brian Finley. I feel like that this is something that he would know the answer to even more. Let's do this. So I would say Australia and the Bahamas. Oh, Arizona State did play in in um there. Um yes. Okay. The Bahamas. Oof. Are you how sure are you about the Bahamas? Well, they got the bowl there. They've had the bowl game there oh, for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And Perfect. then I know for a fact that there was at least I think it was maybe Stanford played in Australia, but there was at least one college football game in Australia. Yeah, I you you are you are right. I think it was Stanford instead of a, ASU, but it was for sure a Pac-12 team. So I'm going to go with there. Okay, so you've got Australia, the Bahamas, and what was the third? Ireland. That we okay, Ireland. All right, okay. <laughs> Show me Ireland. All right, there it is. Uh, yes, obviously played yesterday. Played a few other times uh, as well over the last 22 years. Uh, Georgia Tech and Boston College played in Dublin in 2016. Uh, show me Australia. Yeah, Cal and Hawaii in 2016. Stanford and Rice played in 2017 in Sydney, Australia. Two games there. And show me the Bahamas. Yes, perfect six for six. You got that question right. Brian was right. The, it used to be the Popeyes Bowl, then it was the Bahamas Bowl, so, but a bunch of bowl games there. The other answer that would have worked, Canada, which was home to the International Bowl mm. for a few years in the uh, the late 2000 aughts. 2007 through 2010 uh, games played at the Rogers Center. So uh, very good job. Six for six. Perfect game going. But Brian Fenley is unable to be used in our last question that has to do with the National Football League. George, name four of the five NFL teams with the longest playoff droughts entering this upcoming season. Oh, Lord. All right. Uh, I am going to go immediately to Iowa, Sam, because I'm thinking longest playoff droughts. It has to be 
the Jaguars. Ha- oh no, 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 no. They they've been somewhat recently. So where do you where do you stand, sir? Hmm. Boy, let me see here. Ah, uh, maybe the. Feel- Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say NFL teams are the longest playoff droughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> currently active. Could it be Jets? Jets. Jets haven't been in a while. Giants. Uh, well, if, okay. Okay. Um, I'll take that. The Lions. Lions. Okay. Yeah, it's been a minute. Okay. And uh, mm, I was going to say the Texans, but they were there. They were there like five years ago. I want to say with Andrew Luck beat them at there at home. Um, Dolphins. Dolphins made like a one-off. I think also like five or six years ago. Um, okay, l- l- let's go with Ryan Bershinger. Do, do you have yeah, anything? Yeah, we can all weigh in. Uh, yeah, trying to cycle through teams here. Um, so right now we got Giants, Jets, and Lions. Lions. Um, and we got twenty-five seconds. Oof, geez. Uh, wow. <sighs> yeah. The, uh, the, mm. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins then, just yeah. just because okay. I can't think of anybody else. All right, show me the Jets. <clears throat> uh, that is correct. Eleven uh, longest drought in the NFL. Show me the Giants. Oh, Five. way to come through. Show oh. me the Lions. All yes. right, and for a perfect I, I game. Through. The do the Dolphins. Show me the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. Those last three teams, playoff droughts of five seasons, the Jets with 11, the team that you would never suspect with a playoff drought, we'll tell you next here on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Coming up in 20 minutes, we dive back into the world of college football. Our good buddy R.J. Young from Fox Sports will join us, getting us set uh, for week one of the college football season. Of course, week zero just happened, and it happened to Nebraska. We'll get his thoughts on Scott Frost, the Cornhuskers, and that program as well. That is in about 20 minutes. He is George Reister, the NFL vet. Get him on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me, Dan Beyer, on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. There's very, very little that I have in common with Tom Brady, um, but there is something we have in common. We're going to get to that in just a couple of minutes, but there is some breaking news in the world of the National Football League. We're going to head over to the Fox Sports Radio News Desk. Brian Fenley giving us the latest of what is what is happening with this breaking news story. Breaking news from Fox Sports. Dan and George, according to Mike Garofolo of NFL Network, Commanders running back Brian Robinson is in stable condition after being shot as a victim in an attempted robbery. Of course, Robinson was a third-round pick of the Commanders, formerly of the University of Alabama, but this is what we know so far. Multiple sources saying that he is in stable condition after being allegedly involved as a victim in an attempted robbery. Wow, wow. And, And Robinson was one of the stars of Commander's Camp. Um, it's going to be a guy who is going to take over that, maybe that starting running back role from Antonio Gibson. Was having such a good camp, uh, set out their preseason finale, and then now this. But um, 
Not pra- yet. thoughts and prayers with you know Brian Robinson. Good news that he's in stable condition, but an awful story. Yeah, and Dan, just kind of piggybacking off what you said, J.P. Finlay of NBC up in the Washington area, adding that yes, non-life-threatening, and okay. multiple times he was shot in this robbery attempt. That would be Commanders rookie running back Brian Robinson. Wow, that is. Uh, thank you very much, Brian, for that. Um, Jeez, that's. That is some uh, awful news, but good news that uh, non-life threatening. But uh, man, what a story out of out of DC. We'll keep you updated if there are more, um, you know, there are more information coming out about Brian Robinson and what exactly just uh, just happened over in D.C. Uh, he is George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Uh, Tom Brady did play uh, a little bit in the preseason. Tom Brady away from the team, um, taking that break, but uh, returned and did see the field against the Indianapolis Colts in their uh, preseason finale. Went 6 of 8 for 44 yards. But it wasn't what happened on the field, George, that uh, had a lot of people talking. It was actually what happened after Afterwards, Brady did meet the media, uh, talked about the break uh, that he had from the team, the, uh, the the little getaway, and this is what the uh, 45-year-old quarterback had to say. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life, and, uh, you know, we're, I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on, so, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can, and, you know, it's a uh, continuous process. Uh, ain't that the truth? Um, as a 45-year-old man, that is the part with Tom Brady that I can absolutely positively relate to. Now, I don't know what the personal stuff is in Tom Brady's life, and I, I don't. I think maybe that's where the, you know, the, the comparisons of him and I may end. But there's a lot going on. There, there, I'm sorry. There, there just there is. When you're 25, uh, there are certain things that are going on. Not to say that people don't have lives when they're 25. But when you're 45, a lot of different stuff and a lot of different weight oh, to when it. You're 45 and, and and you've been playing this game for 20 some odd years. Yes, it's a, it's a strain on everybody in the in the household. You may have other commitments that you have committed to, and you're going to show up at them commitments, buddy. You are going to, especially when you're not fighting for a roster spot like like Tom Tom Brady's playing with house money right now. He is absolutely playing sure. with, with with house money. So, if you're him, you just continue to do whatever it is. If you're going to continue to play, he just has to make, make sure the house is right. If the house is right, we will continue to see Tom Brady play. If not, this could be it, bro. It, I, I mean, I did. I think we all thought that it was a, a bit odd when this break happened to hear him explain how it, it, it was. It was kind of like he didn't say anything in that in that clip that was revealing but he said a lot in that clip uh, of, of what was relatable. And I, this is, I just think that this is so different. I think that the Buccaneers have certain issues with their team that are actually not Tom Brady-related. Chris Godwin coming back from his injury. Um, curious to see how Leonard Fournette uh, ends up handling the load after there were some issues, at least with his weight, when he reported to the team. Um, the bringing in of Julio Jones, who saw action last night. Like there's, there are there. I don't know how much Julio Jones has left. Maybe he's revitalized in Tampa. The Bruce Arians situation, obviously, and Brady's retirement, and then not retirement. Maybe the biggest of those, but I just I don't think that he's 
the problem if there is a problem in Tampa. I think it's all the other stuff that I mentioned of wide receivers not healthy or maybe aged a little bit. The running back position where Fournette has been good in, you know, especially in in the fantasy world that George, you and I uh, play in. Yeah, Fournette's been, you know, great in that aspect. But I don't know if you'd sit there and say, man, I love that Buccaneers running game. (laughs) They lost, you know, Ryan Jensen. They, you know, they lost other pieces on their offensive line. All of that adds up, and I think that we like we, we want to blame Tom Brady, but this isn't Adam Vinatieri kicking for the Colts in his mid forties. This is a you know a quarterback who's got a lot on his plate, and I, I just think that there's more responsibility with that position, and there's more responsibility that comes with it, and it's different. It's we you know we don't we don't see it too often, but at the times that we have seen it, it's usually only been place kickers who've played in their forties, and so I am willing to give Tom Brady uh, the break that he needs because of all the bleep that's going on. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and as long as if you're the team and you're like, okay, cool, well, uh, is all the bleep, you know, satisfied and taken care of before the season starts? Cool. If if so, then we ain't got no problem. (laughs) You know, then we don't have a problem at all. And he is, has been in throughout his entire career, the great eraser. So when you don't have when the Patriots didn't draft wide wide receivers very well at all, not, not not even not very well they drafted wide receivers poorly <laughs> they they still he still found a way to get it done and I think that that's going to be the case with them this year he'll find a way to get it done I also look at what the Buccaneers did two years ago when they won the Super Bowl George where they didn't turn it on until. In a late bye that year. Remember, it was like week 13. This is still in the 16-game schedule. But, you know, Brady was still trying to get his, you know, feet under him of being a Buccaneers player and getting that chemistry together. And then they got hot. They got hot at the end of the year. And then they were able to go to the Super Bowl and, and dominate the Kansas City Chiefs. But it wasn't like they were a dominant team from week one. In fact, they lost to the Saints, if you remember, in New Orleans. Then there was another game at the Saints where they were just completely dominated in Tampa from start to finish. I think they ran the ball like four times that game or tried to. It was just complete domination by New Orleans. And and that was all in the same season that the Buccaneers won a Super Bowl. So the, the panic, we like to make sometimes things be a lot more than they really are. And I think that's what is happening here. Like to expect Tom Brady to be locked in and focused in in pinpoint uh, you know shape and 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 focused from week one all the way until now the end of the season. I think it's too much to ask. I think it's too much to ask for a lot of teams. I don't think teams are going to want to. Nobody wants to peak in week two anymore. Not with how long this season is. So with all of these bumps, and and, and I do think that the off season does carry over into the regular season. But I just don't think that Tom Brady is the problem for the Buccaneers. No, even though there's no. a lot of bleep going on. No, there's nothing about Tom Brady that that is the problem. He can be the solution, but he's not going to be the problem. There are some other things that the offensive line in particular is going to be a problem. It is going to be an absolute problem for them until they find a solution. But can Tom Brady help that out? Will he get the ball out a lot faster and all that? 100%. SK tweets in, I'm 45, and I'm going through some bleep right now. Sign Donald Trump. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> That's kind of funny. 
what? You and you, you just pulled a Ron, a, a Ron Burgundy. What? I'll, I'll, I'll read whatever is on the teleprompter. Uh, that is a, hilarious. <laughs> that is. Ooh, uh, SK is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is uh, it is Fox Sports uh, Sunday. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Uh, we do have the we do have an update on a more serious topic. Uh, Adam Schefter uh, tweeting that uh, Commanders rookie running back Brian Robinson uh, was shot in an apparent carjacking. That was the uh, the situation in D.C. Don't have the uh, uh, you know all of the details on it but as this story develops and more info comes out we will let you know but again again the non-life-threatening injuries and the stable condition the most important part about brian robinson and his situation right now man i how does the team respond to that george uh i actually had that happen Uh, really this is crazy that i got a lot of a lot of stories today so, um, I want to say it was like 2007, maybe, when I was in Jacksonville, or 2008, either or one. Um, we had one of our offensive linemen get shot during during the season. His name was Richard Coll- Richard Collier, and uh, he actually ended up paralyzed. He got shot maybe like 14, 15 times. Oh, jeez. Uh, he was in the car with another one of our teammates, Kenny Kenny Petway. They had gone to Martini Mondays. They had gone to somebody's house to go pick a young lady up. And somebody opened the back door and shot him through the seats. Shot, shot him through the seats in the back in the back seat. Obviously, you're actually if if you shoot somebody, you are we I'm assuming that you're trying to kill them. But if you shoot them 14, 15 times, you're really trying to kill them. Mm-hmm. And um and I remember hearing about it. We went to the hospital. It was just a. It was just weird for the whole rest of the year, uh, but especially for the first week when we didn't know whether he was going to live or die. Oh, jeez! Like, like that was just a just yeah. a bizarre situation. Oh man! Well, our you know thoughts and prayers go out to Brian Robinson and, and his close ones again uh, shot multiple times in an attempted carjacking today non-life-threatening injuries at the hospital in stable condition he's George Reister I'm Dan Byer this is Fox Sports Sunday coming up next we look ahead to the 2022 college football season and I'm sorry Nebraska we also look at the rearview mirror of what happened in Ireland that's next here on Fox Sports Sunday Fox Sports Sun. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in president ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. 
Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Today, I'm Dan Beyer. He's the NFL vet, George Reister. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Brian Fenley will give us the latest of what is happening today, including the breaking news story that uh, Washington Commanders running back Brian Robinson uh, shot in an attempted robbery in stable condition with non-life-threatening injuries. Brian will have more on that situation again coming up at the bottom of the hour. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. You can find our next guest on Twitter and everywhere else. On Twitter, it's at RJ underscore Young. You can see him on the number one show podcast and also on Fox Sports as a college football analyst. Here to talk college football, the one and only R.J. Young. R.J., how are you? I'm good, Dan. You doing all right, George? Good to hear your voice, man. We, yes, we are doing we are doing great, uh, a lot better than uh, Big Red Nation uh, <laughs> in in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, all right. A reporter asked Scott Frost if he would, should, uh, would step down, and Fr- he said, no, absolutely not. I, I don't think that Scott Frost should step down. My question, though, to you, RJ, was yesterday the beginning of the end for Scott Frost at Nebraska? Man, audacity must be on sale these days. Right. <laughs> Goodness me. Like, I, I can't imagine being the guy to ask that question after week zero, right? And you're playing in Dublin, Ireland, and you're in that game the whole way, right? Now, it fell fell apart for Nebraska because it came out gangbusters. I don't think it's the beginning of the end for Nebraska because, frankly, they got 11 games left to play, and that offense, if nothing else, has proven that they'll be a challenge for everybody they face. Like, quiet as it's kept, Casey Thompson went for 355 yards yesterday, and that's the most by any Nebraska quarterback in a season opener ever. They just need to sure up the defense, which is kind of funny because Frost went out of his way to change up most of his offensive staff, four new assistants, and then handing over the play-calling duties to Mark Whipple. Mostly kept the defensive staff in place because they didn't seem like the problem. Well, yesterday you had kids that couldn't tackle. You had kids that were getting run through in the secondary. And just getting outmanned up front is just something you got to fix defensively. But I... I'm bullish on Nebraska. I thought that they were talented, and I think Scott Frost has figured it out everywhere else he's been, including Oregon and Central Florida. 
I don't know why he wouldn't figure it out in Nebraska. If, if nothing else, I think that we really underplayed just what a big fix it was to get Nebraska back to good and in a conference where, frankly, they don't have any history. So I'm, I'm not going so far as to jump off the deep end when it comes to Nebraska football. Ooh, you are you are clearly RJ uh, powering the the uh, lifeboat for for a Scott Frost, <clears throat> but but there are obviously always coaches that are that are on the the hot seat. But but I want to talk about the actual contenders because this year I think that there's more instability amongst the top of the aside from Alabama and Ohio State. Who else feels stable? Because there's new quarterbacks, new coaches, two new coordinators, new head. Like, who else feels stable? Well, I mean, you got to put Georgia in that category, right? They got Stetson Bennett coming back. If nothing else, Kirby Smart has demonstrated he loves that guy, even if I don't <laughs> think he's the best quarterback available to them. Fact. Kirby has made a has basically made a job out of saying, "No, we can win it with defense." Watching Justin Fields, among others walk out the door so that he could play the guy quarterback that he thinks is going to empower his defense to go do what they know how to do. I think Texas A&M is also really stable. Jimbo Fisher is going to go with his incumbent starter, and Haynes King's got tremendous speed on the outside coming off a leg injury, though. We'll see how that goes. He had to change up his defensive coordinator because Mike Elpo obviously got the job at Duke. And, you know, like as, as much as, as we don't talk about it, I think, because Clemson's been so dominant, I'm very interested to see what that program looks like in 2022 because it's the most changed they have seen in one year since Dabo Sweeney became the head coach out there. And I think they're ranked so highly in the Associated Press poll on the strength of who Dabo Sweeney is and nothing else because DJ Uyunglele has not demonstrated himself to be the talent that I thought he would be, especially after that game he played against Boston College and Notre Dame in 2020. And frankly, I don't know what the defense is going to be like because Brent Venables was so good at identifying and developing talent. So it's interesting that we're talking about the same four teams, but only three of those, I guess uh, five, we're talking about A&M, only three of those feel stable, right? But that's because I'm me. I'm looking at the landscape as it is. I'm looking at how you turn over. So I'm going to go with Ohio State, Georgia, A&M, and Alabama to answer your question, George. What about Oklahoma? R.J. Young joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. You mentioned Brett Venables. He takes over now the Sooners program after Lincoln Riley leaves. What do you expect from the Sooners now in this post-Riley era? Hey, Dan, you know that's my team. I live yeah. out here. Uh, you know, like I, I expect them to be competitive. I expect them to contend for the Big 12 championship, and then we'll see. Right now I'm also level-headed about the Sooners, and that doesn't make me very <laughs> <laughs> very popular in, in my neck of the woods. But Brent Venables knows what the program is, and it's very clear that not unlike Kirby Smart open, uh, waiting on the job to open up at Georgia, he was waiting on this job to open up, and he has been about it. Like He has instituted what I think of as the kind of philosophy that this state, let alone that program, wants to build off of. He's faith-based, but he's not pushing it on you. He's going to coach you really, really hard. And he made one of what I think was one of the toughest decisions of any coach of the last five years in accepting the resignation of Kale Gundy earlier this month, who'd been with the program since 1999 and had played quarterback at Oklahoma. So that's 30 years of institutional knowledge of the program. We'll see how they adapt to that because he's also their wide receivers coach. But I think they ought to be 3-0 and in non-conference, and then we'll see. right? Texas, I think, is going to be good, but we're going to see how good when they play Alabama. Baylor's the defending champ. Oklahoma State – 
We'll see what that means for the defense, but they ought to be decent, if not good. And then I'm looking at perhaps an Iowa State uh, or, or even Kansas. I know, I just said Kansas, to be competitive. Like this, this league, top to bottom, is as close as I've ever seen it. And I've been watching Big 12 football since its inception in 1995. Now, as we can, as we look at out west at the Pac-12, now you have Oregon going to play what is called a neutral site game against Georgia. Dan Lanning, their defensive coordinator. So now, can my Oregon Ducks shock the world again after beating Ohio State in the shoe last year? Go down to Georgia and and, and beat the uh, the vaunted defending national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs. That's only a neutral site game to the folks that root for the SEC. Exactly. Uh, as a neutral in that, I'm going, you're playing in Atlanta. Don't, don't, don't lie to me. Like, I get it. It's not playing in Sanford, but you're playing in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is basically exactly. the second home of the Georgia Bulldogs. To that end, though, uh, if you have an ace in the hole, it is Dan Lanning. He knows how that program operates. He was there just, what, nine months ago. Uh, he knows what Kirby Smart wants to do. It's just I don't know that you have, that you have the athletes to go and play with them offensively and defensively, George. I mean, you need Justin Flo to be the guy that I thought he was going to be coming out of high school, and he's played all of 15 quarters of football. You need Snow Sewell to step up. You need to see a Bo Nix that I've never seen before in my life, which is the kind that can absolutely go at George's neck. Also in there, you mentioned they got a win against Ohio State of the shoe, and then they got beat by Stanford, and then they got doubled up twice by Utah in 13 days. I'd like to see the, the less, less of Jekyll and Hyde with this program and more of a if you are the class of the Pac-12, now is the time to prove it. Go at the defending national champions and make a game of it. I'm not even saying you got to win it. I'm saying be in it for four quarters. R.J. Young joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. R.J., of course, Fox College football analyst, host of the number one show podcast. Get him on Twitter at R.J. underscore Young. You mentioned Texas a little while ago. Here, here's my feel on Texas, uh, not as a team, but specifically the Quinn Ewers Situation because he's going to be the starter, and I'm and I'm curious on your thoughts because of the route that that he took, uh, you know, leaving high school, I guess early, if you will, going to Ohio State, then coming to Texas, um, and now having Arch Manning in that rearview mirror, that worries me. Should I be worried if I'm a Texas fan that maybe this Quinn Ewers, who we thought for years was going to be the savior of Texas football, has this detour through Columbus, and now there's another car that's coming up on the highway pretty quickly. Should we be worried at all if you're a Longhorns fan? No. Uh, and also, welcome to college football in 2022. <laughs> yeah, which is right. Say, yeah, fair enough. Know, uh, they come from everywhere, and they're always coming through like a train. Now, I also think that if you just basic math says Quinn Ewers has a good year this year, next year Arch Manning is a true freshman, that's a draft-eligible year for Quinn Ewers, and that's a seamless transition. I really don't think it's a problem. I don't think that there's a Quinn Ewers looking in the rearview mirror. If anything, Ewers was always supposed to be at Texas. Uh, His parents are alumni. He's from South Lake Carroll, and he left early, not just because he wanted to get to Ohio State, but because he had this name, image, and likeness deal in place that the state of Texas would not allow him to enter into as a high school football player, which is wild to think about because Texas is a business state, and then they changed that rule earlier this year to make sure that doesn't happen. But I also think that a lot of this is going to come down to if Quinn Ewers has a bad year, 
right? Let's say that he's not the guy that we all think he can be. Then you have a competition between Archman and Quinn Ewers. Either way, I think you're okay. Both of those guys are really talented. Ewers is one of just six players to be awarded a 1.000 rating in the 247 Sports Composite era. Other guys that enter into that conversation are Vince Young. You know, uh, I think what you're going to have to really evaluate if you are Steve Sarkeesian is, is my defense any good? Like, I don't worry about the offense. I- I'm bullish on Texas. B. John Robinson is a workhorse. You got Xavier Worthy over there. You got your little Billingsley. You got guys. Can your defense keep the lid on? Because they're giving up 460 yards a game to nobody. They gave up 54 to Kansas at home. You're going to get run over by Alabama if you're doing that. So I'm more interested in are they going to be in games where they can score and go win, or are they just going to have to shoot people out to try to win games? Yeah, the tech, Texas being "quote unquote" back is always in. You know, we will we will find out pretty quickly. Now, there are some other big games that are early in the uh, season, like that Ohio State Notre Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman, their new head coach, if he wins that game, I mean, because recruiting is already going phenomenally better than Brian Kelly ever thought it could. So. What what happens if he beats Ohio State? Like, how big is that for Notre Dame football? It's as big as Oregon beating Ohio State because it's Ohio State and it's at the shoe, right? That's what it is. And because you beat that team, the next beating of the drum is going to be okay. Now you got to go win the national championship. You got to run the table. They don't have to. If you get a win against Ohio State, you can take a loss to USC or even Clemson, and people are still going to give you the benefit of the doubt of getting into the college football playoff. But what that means for me is either Ohio State is not as good as we think they are or Notre Dame is way better than we think they are. But what's way better? Like My job is to tell you who's going to win the national championship. And if I see Notre Dame go beat up on Ohio State, I'm going to have to look at them the whole rest of the way and say, can you beat Alabama? Can you beat Georgia? Can you beat that fourth team wherever it comes from? Maybe it's Utah. Maybe it's Oregon in the Pac-12. Maybe it's Oklahoma Sooners. Maybe it's Texas. But I think there's a lot of optimism at Notre Dame. And that's saying a lot because Brian Kelly coached that team to a national championship appearance 10 years ago. Not too long ago, 2020. Uh, They shouldn't have been in that game, RJ. RJ, you know they shouldn't have been in that game. But they were in it, and I don't get get to be on that selection committee. I think the scoreboard ought to be the ultimate selector who gets (laughs) into a playoff. But y'all want to tell me about your eye test. Right, that's what I get. I, I want to play. I want a 16-team playoff. So we don't have to have these discussions anymore. But to your question, if Notre Dame can go beat Ohio State in Week One, in which they are heavily underdogs, I think that there's reason to believe they can go win the national championship afterward. Also, just a caveat in here: I'm not the dude that says nice things about Notre Dame, and apparently Marcus Freeman being the head coach changes all that for me. Like I just somehow it did for me too. I, I it did for me too. I can't. Game. I can't lie. RJ Young joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. What about the other team in this? We talk about Ohio State so much and C.J. Stroud, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Trevion Henderson, and their offense and, and what they're going to do. Jim Knowles comes over from Oklahoma State. Is 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 that where it lies with Ohio State? I mean, is it basically just does Jim Knowles turn around that defense? And is, is that the, the, main, the main question in Columbus when it comes to these Buckeyes? Absolutely, 100%. And the more I look around at college football, especially at these highest heights, it's about 
can you stop people? It's less about can you score because I'm seeing more people that can go score, mostly because the rules are also, you know, slanted to the offense, snap counts, knowing your routes, uh, understanding that you're going to get the benefit of the doubt in pass interference. You're going to be able to score. You're going to move the football. Can you stop people from scoring on you? And Ohio State couldn't do that last year, right? And they haven't been able to do that since Jeff Halfley took that job at Boston College. If it is as simple as that, yes, Ohio State wins the national championship because you know they're going to put up 50. It's about can you stop the good teams, the great teams, from putting up 50 on you? Can you can you win your pride back after not just getting beat by Michigan for the first time in over a decade, but being run over by them, out physical by them in Ann Arbor on a cold day where they just decided, no, we've had enough. I think if Jim Knowles can institute that 4-2-5 in a way that makes sense, they got the athletes to run it. We'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Now, uh, the final question for you, for me, uh, when we look at USC, now there's been a lot of talk about Lincoln Riley and then winning a national championship. If if this were a 7-on-7 competition they would probably beat anybody but up front i think that there are still a lot of a lot of questions what do you think the ceiling is on this usc team but the ceiling is the national championship but uh, to your point they're experienced and they're good on the offensive line they're just not deep and you know like i know injuries happen every day to every team and you can only suffer so many on that offensive or defensive line before we have to count you out because yes it turns into it doesn't matter if you're great on seven-on-seven seven if you can't give the quarterback time to work. And that is also one of the things I want to see from Caleb Williams this year. When they've been able to run the ball, and by they I mean Oklahoma because we haven't seen USC, they were very, very good. When they could not do that, Caleb Williams struggled, as did the rest of the offense. So we're going to watch to see what Travis Dye can do. We're going to see what Relique Brown, uh, Relique the Freak Brown, uh, coming out of modern day as a true freshman to keep your eye on. And then, again, it's going back to that familiar trope. Can you stop people, right? Uh, Alex Grinch turned around an Oklahoma defense that was bad into something that was above average. You're going to have to be more than above average to beat a Utah and to even get into the college football playoff. But once you get there, Lincoln Riley's never won one of those games. So I, I'd be interested to see him get there and see what USC provides because he took this job. One of the reasons he took this job is he thought he could get better players to win those sorts of games. That also means that he thinks that the Pac-12 is probably under-recruited by its own university. That's, I mean, I've had that opinion for years. C.J. Stroud, D.J. Uyunglele, J.T. Daniels. Well, Daniels ends up at USC, but you get my points at Georgia and now you know, West Virginia. I think the ceiling is, can you win the national championship? Yes. Do you have to have a lot of things fall into place very quickly right now? Yes. We'll just have to wait and see. He's R.J. Young, Fox Sports College football analyst. Find him on Twitter at R.J. underscore Young. And always listen to the number one show podcast. We love having you on, R.J. Can't wait for the season. Thanks, man. Dan, George, I appreciate you guys. It was fun. We went all over the map. We absolutely did. Now we're going to head over to the news desk. Brian Fenley giving us the latest of what is happening on the big story of the day involving commanders running back Brian Robinson. Yes, Dan and George. J.P. Finlay of NBC Sports Washington reporting that commanders rookie running back Brian Robinson was shot more than once as a victim of a carjacking attempt. He's in stable condition. And NFL Network's Tom Pelosero is adding that two bullets went in Robinson's lower body. Non-life 
life-threatening as he is in stable condition, reiterating that once again. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin during a halftime interview today downplayed the injuries T.J. Watt and wide receiver Deontay Johnson had during the preseason game, calling them nothing serious. Steelers ended up winning this one 19-9 against the Lions. It just went final. Mitch Trubisky got the starting quarterback for Pittsburgh. One touchdown throw, 15 completions. Kenny Pickett, the first-rounder in 2022 here for Pittsburgh, had 10 of 14 through the air for 90 yards. And then the earlier preseason game saw Chris Strebler, the third stringer quarterback, had two scores, including a game-winning touchdown throw with 22 seconds left as the Jets overcome the Giants 31-27. to And after the game, Giants head coach Brian Dable saying quarterback Tyrod Taylor's back should be okay. It didn't look like it would be after he took a huge hit in the game, but good news for Taylor. On the golf front, Rory McIlroy overcoming a six-shot deficit in the final round to win the Tour Championship, and he does that for a third time. That win, most recent one today, gives him an extra $18 million to cash in on, and he closed with a 4-under-66, beating Scotty Scheffler, who had that six-shot lead going into today. But Scheffler, a 73, finished one shot back of the pace alongside Sanjay Im. Both were tied for second. Justin Verlander, as we transition to Major League Baseball, exiting his game after three innings with right calf discomfort. The star Astros pitcher, he's going to get more tests done tomorrow. Astros win the game, though, regardless. 3-1 against the Orioles. The Dodgers pummel the Marlins 8-1. L.A. now has a 19-and-a-half game lead for first in the NL West over the Padres, who got beat up by the Royals 15-7. And San Diego's pitcher Josh Hader pitched one-third of an inning and gave up six earned runs on five fits as he continues to struggle in San Diego. The Pirates over the Phillies 5 to nothing. The Rays dumbfound the Red Sox 12-4. Isak Paredes, two home runs. Max Scherzer, 11 strikeouts, but can't get a win for the Mets as they fall 1-0 to the Rockies. Wins for the Angels. They get it done over the Blue Jays. Shoy Otani and Mike Trout hit home runs. And lastly, George and Dan, Dylan Moore with a three-run round tripper to guide the Mariners over the Guardians 4 nothing as we send it back to Dan Beyer and George Reister. Thank you very much, Brian. It is Fox Sports Sunday. Yeah, those Mariners getting closer and closer to a playoff bid. We are getting closer and closer to the college football season. I guess for some schools, it's already there after kicking off with Week Zero. And as Brian had the uh, Steelers and Lions matchup uh, closer and closer to the NFL season, all of the preseason games are now over. So even three weeks now getting to be a little bit Yay. long. You know, the four week makes makes you wonder how we made it through four preseason games. My goodness. But three weeks, we are done with preseason games. Now we can get set for the NFL regular season kicking off in a little more than a week and a half. Can't wait, George. Cannot wait. No, bro. It is always amazing and fun to watch the preseason and everything else. I'm... I'm <clears throat> I'm I like more than excited. I like the Hall of Fame game, and then uh, after about that, I'm I'm about good. I don't bet on the games, not doing any of that. How do you so. watch the Hall of Fame game and and not be willing to watch? Because it's the first time that we've seen like a real like game setting, so that tells me that football is around the corner. That's Bro, that's under what I no like about circumstances it. am I watching the Hall of Fame game. Oh, well, you that's what makes you and me different. That's uh, get George on Twitter at George Reister and tell him he's wrong about the Hall of Fame game. You can tell me I'm right. 
right at Dan Beyer on Fox. Coming up next. You will get no tweets about that. <laughs> Coming up next. It's the countdown that I'm not sure people care about. But I do for some reason. That's next year at Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Sunday. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now you can save fifty dollars on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. If you hung out with us for three hours, uh, thank you. That is, a, that is quite a commitment. We appreciate it. If you hung out with us for three minutes, thank you. We appreciate it. We know that uh, your yeah, time. You need to do more. If you if you if you're, if you're <laughs> only here for three minutes, you need you need more of this in your life. I'll take yeah that that is true. But I'll take the three minutes that you spared for us. I appreciate it. As Tom Brady says, when you're 45, there's some bleep going on, and uh, so I can relate to that. Uh, I can also relate to it's been. It's been quite a show, George. I mean, with the, the Brian Robinson news, and again, in stable condition, for those just tuning in, the commander's rookie running back was a victim of an attempted carjacking, uh, was shot multiple times in the lower body, but is in stable condition with non-life-threatening injuries are the report that we're hearing. So that's, that's some heavy news. We talked about Aaron Rodgers admitting that he kind of tried to trick the media and almost tried to bait them uh, with his immunized comments from a year ago. We just talked a lot of college football with with R.J. Young. 
And we also we also had my chair break in the first hour. For those that missed it, this is what it sounded like. As I was trying to make this this passionate point about Aaron Rodgers, and as you'll hear, you could hear the exact moment that the left arm rest just decided to quit on me. I'm more into gray areas. I I, I kind of I, I just felt like there was a bit of relief. Uh, insane. <laughs> I tried to pass it off. I tried to. Like, I really tried to. And, and it, I thought I did okay. Like, you could tell that there was a hiccup, especially after you hear the crack of the – because the crack happened at the perfect time of the pause. But uh, I think we're going to have to say goodbye to this chair. Trash days in a oh. couple days. Oh, for sure. <laughs> the oh, the uh, funniest part about it, though, it was that – was that we were talking about Aaron Rodgers, right? And yes. his situation as far as, you know, him being on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, wanting and desiring to remain, uh, you know, undev- unvaccinated and what, what his stance on it was and, and all of that. And you know who, who he sounded like, right? Who's that? Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <clears throat> Like, you, like, like that are, is something. No, this is what this is what George is trying to do. At the beginning of the show, I gave you seven words. By the way, seven words we could not say in the show today. They were. This is the only time you could say them. LeBron, Westbrook, Kyrie, Durant, Lakers, Liv, and Oregon. You said Oregon three times with R.J. Young, which I counted. But other than that, until that Kyrie, we had never said any of those words. Hold on. Hold on. But, and, and, but, but do you know why it didn't come up too? It's because if we were sitting here listening on the breaks, on your uh, cans, you would have heard Westbrook, LeBron. We heard about it in the updates and everything else. So that made it not necessary to bring back, back up until this very relevant discussion it- about Aaron Rodgers. It is not. It is not relevant. Can you we just stop talking about show the NBA? talking about LeBron James. Can we just stop talking the about Lakers. the NBA for five minutes? Or I mean, Russell we have, Westbrook. We have a college football season and an NFL season on the horizon. I am sick of talking about the NBA. Just give me a break. Just a little break, please. Patrick Beverly just got let, traded to let the me, Lakers. Let me enjoy my football. it today. By the way, tonight is the culmination of the NFL Network's top 100 players of 2021. I have the MVP pyramid that was done last year. If Aaron Rodgers isn't number one on this ranking, I think that there is something wrong with that ranking. And Debo Samuel, darn sure, better make the top 10. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to promote it to watch it for you. It is on the NFL Network, but um, that is uh, that is my final word. So for George Reister, I'm Dan Byer. <laughs> This has been Fox Sports Sunday. We'll talk to you next week. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.